Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Midlife. Today, I want to talk to you about beauty and vanity and aging. But mostly, I want to talk to you about that poor woman in the mirror that you pick on. For just a moment, I want you to consider your friends that you've known the longest and tell me, do they look any different to you? They don't, right? Now, I'm not saying go grab a picture from college and one from a 50th birthday party and hold them next to each other. I'm just saying, consider what they look like to you when you see them even if it's been a while. The same, and in some cases better. You know why? Because the energy of our beings is what creates the facade of our shells. And also because hopefully no one is teasing their bangs anymore. I think the saying beauty is only skin deep is totally backwards. Beauty emanates from the inside out. So guess what they see when they look at you? The same, if not new and improved chick they've always known and loved. And yet when you look in the mirror, you see every gray hair, drooping upper eye, lip line, and melting jowl. Every wrinkle, every sag, every dark spot, every scar. You only see your looks. You don't see your beauty. I'd like to help you change that. So fine, we can do this your way and start with the outside first. That's the easy part. Oh, how full of shit I would be if I told you that I have so evolved that I don't care how I look. I care a whole lot. And I spend a good amount of time and research figuring out the latest and greatest to help hold it together on the outside. And you know what? I'm happy to share it all. In fact, I've even held Zoom meetings with my friends in my bathroom to show them what's in my medicine cabinet right now. I think we're fortunate to be aging in a time when the beauty industry, plastic surgeons, and maybe even Hollywood are recognizing that you can't turn back the clock. Well, not successfully. There is no surgery, injection, or cream that's going to make a 50-year-old look 25. And why did we ever want that? What a privilege to age. The focus has to be on caring for ourselves from the inside out. The most reasonable conclusion that I've come to about my looks is that good skin is your best accessory and that there's very few things that can help that from the outside. I'm not a huge believer in makeup, partially because I just can't do it well. Seriously, I'm like having an existential crisis over eyeliner application at the moment, as if I haven't been putting it on for close to 40 years. I've switched back from liquid to pencil, and it's not going well. But the best advice I have for you is that makeup is not supposed to be used to change the contour of your nose or the shape of your face or the size of your lips. It's just supposed to accentuate the beauty that is there. And it is there, I promise you. I have the blessing and curse of being a redhead, which means that without makeup on, I look feeble and sickly, unlikely to survive winter. So makeup for me just becomes about letting you know that I do have eyelashes. And that's all the time I want to spend on the outside. If you want to talk about products and crap, 
Ask me in the private Facebook group muddling through the midlife. I am happy to dish there. For now, I want to talk about lifestyle and mindset. Certainly, we have less and less wiggle room to hide poor diet, not drinking enough water, and not sleeping enough as we age. Maybe that's nature's wake-up call to convince us it's finally time to put ourselves first. A quick story. My youngest had a playground monitor at school who was his nemesis, Mrs. Singer. Why, Tyler, what's the matter with Mrs. Singer? She won't let us run and we're not allowed to throw a ball because it could hit someone. He tells me, Mrs. Singer is the fun killer. So let me warn you, I'm about to be your Mrs. Singer, your fun killer. Remember the days that you could go out drinking late Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night and still look adorable? Well, those days are long gone. If you're concerned about how you're aging, it's time to seriously consider ditching alcohol and sugar and substituting 99.9% of the things you drink with water. You've known this all along. If vanity has to be your great driver as it was for me, so be it. But here's the good news. You will look different within a week of making those changes. So far, that's the easy part. Now we have to get you right with that woman you nitpick in the mirror. We are so mind-fucked by what we watch and choose to look at. I know you know intellectually that pictures are photoshopped and celebrities have work done, like, constantly, and yet we don't have a lot of reasonable standards for aging. So when you look in the mirror and your image doesn't match the manufactured faces you are constantly bombarded with, it messes with you. Ayanla Van Zanta said, Comparison is an act of violence against the self. Yes, exactly. The false standard that you're holding yourself to is cruel. So you don't like the way you look, and you're beating yourself up about it, and then you're walking around with those mean and demeaning thoughts floating in the back of your head, and you know what the end result of not feeling good about yourself is? You don't look your best. Now what about if you're comparing yourself to people in real life? You know what? I like this idea. I think having aspirational people to look up to is a positive way to grow. I just hope you're the kind of woman that can tell another woman she looks great, and that she's the type that's willing to share any thoughts or tips. A lot of what we've been talking about is from the neck up. So let's talk about body positive images. You should know that I believe that 90% of your body type is DNA dictated. Here's my best advice for you. You have plenty of resources to learn how to eat and exercise in a healthy way. Providing you can honestly tell yourself that you're making good choices most of the time, you have got to come to grips with your body. Stop analyzing each limb and section as if you are selling a used car for parts. Love your whole. Be grateful for what it can do. If you are not taking full advantage of the wonderful machine you are, start now. Exercise because you can and because it's good for your mood. And if your ass tightens a little, then that's a benefit too. But don't make that the driving motivation. And by the way, Are you aware of how many makeup companies use the word orgasm to name product colors? There's a reason. Use that body for all the good it's been designed for. I wonder how much of our self-image is programmed into us by our mother's misinformation or even by her judgment. But also, if she picked on parts of you, were they parts that she genetically gifted to you? And if so, was she just misdirecting her self-loathing to you? Food for thought. If you're like me, you grew up in a family that not only valued looks, and I'm purposely making the distinction from beauty, but ranked it. Ooh, so fun and damaging for a family dominated by females. When the whole family got together, you best be dazzling. True story. 
As my grandmother lay dead in her bedroom, my mother and aunt marveled at how well her facelifts had held up and joked about calling her plastic surgeon to tell him what a great job he'd done. Uh, You'll excuse my remnants of vanity. I'm working on it. Audrey Hepburn said the happiest girls are the prettiest. She is so right. What if you were so busy and so consumed with living your happiest, most productive life that you had little time for scrutinizing every wrinkle and sag? What does that life look like? What steps are you taking to make that your reality? And it's not just that I hope you're so distracted by living life that you have less time to obsess about how you look, but that when you are happy and productive and fulfilled and purposeful, you radiate positive energy, and that positive energy manifests itself in beauty. Now, can we pause for a second and investigate who it is that you want to look good for? I hope you have a panel of judges of just one, you. I want you to feel so good, so healthy, so confident that you believe you are all that and that you don't need to catch the eye of someone else to validate your beauty. This needs to be an inside job, not a spectator sport. I mean, really, aren't we a little too old to feel like we need to preen for attention? And if you do, you need to be doing the work on the inside. You need to be bolstering your confidence and your self-worth and your self-esteem. I am especially concerned about this for any of you that are single. Beauty, in my opinion, is not in the eye of the beholder. It's user experience, your user experience. Beauty is an energy of light and self-love that other people may be lucky enough to witness if they're in your presence. I will confess to you that I do have a bad habit I'm trying to break. I will get myself together. I will be feeling great. And my husband will say something kind and complimentary. And I will tell him he's crazy. He has to say that. He's blind. He's lying. If you're like me and have a hard time accepting compliments, can we vow to each other right now to just start saying thank you? If you've been listening to me for a while, first, thank you. But also, you know I tell you to get yourself together every day. I'm not saying you need to be red carpet ready, but I know from personal experience and from the feedback from the women I counsel that having a routine that includes pulling yourself together each and every day has a huge impact not only on your self-esteem, but your productivity. I know this COVID lockdown thing has been bananas and many of us have been relegated to working from home and much limited outings. But remember what I said about understanding who you look good for? Only for yourself, friend. Therefore, it doesn't matter where you're going or who you're seeing. There is something magical about putting on clothes, underwear optional, and a swipe of mascara. If nothing else, you won't be horrified by accidentally catching a glance of your reflection in a window. And a super nice benefit of feeling put together, you no longer have that dreaded unexpected encounter. You'll find yourself less likely to hide in a grocery aisle and more willing to reconnect with people you haven't seen in a while should the opportunity arise. Mostly, you need to accept and love your ever-changing outsides. The aging process is normal and natural. Your focus needs to shift from matching a standard that is unattainable to working on your true beauty. That is sourced in good health, kindness, purposefulness, and gratitude. It's time to replace thoughts like, I'd be happy if I were thinner or I were prettier or if I had less wrinkles with thoughts of, I am happy because I feel healthy and well-rested and productive and I'm living a life with meaning. Your confidence and self-worth will improve some of those vanity metrics to be sure, but also, you won't have as many fucks to give about it. Next time you look in the mirror, I hope you see your beauty, not just your looks. That's it for me this week. 
As always, if you have any comments about an episode, feel free to email or DM me. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'm always grateful to see your ratings and reviews. 